You guys mind if I come in hot real quick? Yes. Go for I it. I do mind. I mean, you guys already heard this, but Luke Getzi is a fucking moron. This guy's so fucking stupid, bro. <laughs> like, I'm so sick of this guy. Whatever Aaron Rodgers is paying this guy as the owner of the Bears, he needs to be taking like a good 20 to 30% off, just skimming off the top. Because I'm pretty sure that the only reason that this guy's still in the NFL and has been able to stay in the NFL is because Aaron Rodgers made him look, you know, semi decent. And I, this guy's fucking, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, with that, welcome to the Bear Claw Podcast. I am your host, Omar Delgado. With me, Zachary Stein, also known as Stein. Da Bears. And Isaac Turgeon, Packers fan extraordinaire. <sighs> That's all I have to say. It's just. Uh, let's it's get right, right into it. it. It's a good way of putting it. <laughs> let's get right into it. Uh, we're going to start with updates. First, I think, and most importantly, Justin Fields dislocated his thumb last week. In a, or in this past game, and is doubtful to come ba- uh, back against the Raiders. Uh, no, here, I've heard several things that it's a, an injury like this. It seems like it's going to be more than just a one week or even a two week thing. Uh, I don't know. What do you? Th- uh, well, what are your thoughts on that? They haven't exactly explained the degree, other than the dislocation, and he popped it back in, and it was the loss of grip. He couldn't grip the ball. That's the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I've dislocated fingers before and popped them in and been fine, but I've also dislocated fingers before and popped them back in and not been fine and lost <laughs> yeah. the feeling. Now, I wasn't a quarterback, though, so I didn't really have to worry about that. You just tape it, it to the finger important. next to it, and you're, you know, you ninja turtle it. You're good to go. Yeah. Um, but especially it being on his throwing hand, uh, obviously the x-ray came back negative for Fractures. breaks, but... You know, x-rays only do so much, which is why they had the MRI uh, today. Uh, we haven't seen any updates just yet. But, you know, then you start cons- worrying about ligament tears, tendons, stuff like that, right? Things that run through uh, nerve damage. So um, even though there's no breaking taking place, there is damage that takes place when you dislocate something, especially one of your, you know, phalanges. Yep. So... Uh, yeah, I, I would not anticipate him to be back until that grip comes back at least. Right. Um, so I would, I would not be surprised if it was three, four weeks even. So Mm -hmm. one to two, I think would be pushing that. Granted, they also have some of the best science people in the world working with the NFL. So, you know, who knows? They might be able to escalate that a a little bit. And I'm sure the MRI will give us a little bit more information. Yeah. Uh, it's tough. He's gone. He's going to be out. So We'll see how we're able to adjust. We already had a uh, Tyson Bajant come in for him in the game. We'll get a little more into that, but that seems where we're at. That seems like where we're at with the quarterback situation is Justin Fields is out for at least a while, and Tyson Bajant is our guy now. We also had Nate Davis. He had to leave the game with a high ankle sprain, and is definitely going to be out for this Raider game. And it seems like he, uh, the Bears have said that he's going to be week to week. Terrell Smith is out three or four weeks with mono. Uh, that covers the injury updates. And just today, we found out that Phil Snow has been hired as a senior defensive analyst for the Chicago Bears. Tell me more about Phil Snow. Well, I'll tell you what Eberflus has said about him. He says that he values Snow's experience with creating pressure, which it seems like the main reason that we're bringing him on is to just 
be able to come up with more plans to blitz and put pressure on the quarterback. Well, Eberflus mm-hmm. also said that Claypool was given a choice as to whether or not to go to the game, which turned out to not be true. He also told us in polling Whitehair that the decision had nothing to do with the snaps as much as, uh, you know, with the change of QB, they wanted to put in the guy that had the most experience. Uh, and if you actually take a look at the snap counts that w- they both have had, um, Whitehair has had almost double the amount of snaps at center. It just, it, it was like an untrue statement just across the board. So I don't exactly believe anything that Eberflus says anymore. Eberflus is full of shit. Oh, he's terrible at this whole he's like so head coaching, like giving interviews bullshit. Like he's just, it's, it's garbage. It's garbage. Sack the fuck up and say what you need to say. He won't yeah. do it. Pussy. Nope. Snow, Snow's most recent success was at the Baylor was as the Baylor's defensive coordinator in 2019. Other than that, uh, he's been working. He was working with the Panthers recently as a DC defensive coordinator, but uh, the success there was pretty minimal and wasn't great. They were consistently bottom in uh, takeaways. They weren't great at pass defense, and they were okay in run in uh, defending the run game. But I feel like uh, that's nothing to be bragging about. <laughs> Uh, so that's it for the updates. I think now it's time to, uh, get into the general vibe and, uh, do a little recap of the game. But, uh, first I'll check in with you, Stein. How are you feeling? How am I feeling? We're, uh, we're a day removed from losing to the Vikings yesterday. Frustrated. Very frustrated. Definitely. Um, back to the frustration. And it's funny because this time I think we, we're six weeks in. I think we have a more holistic picture of what's going on. And time and time again, we can talk about the talent all we want, but I truly and firmly believe that the largest issue right now lies on the front office and the coaching staff, 100%. Yeah. Um, so, which, you know, we can obviously dive through all keep- of that throughout this conversation, but. That is my number one issue right now. And no matter what talent you go and get, no matter what talent we build into this team, um, doesn't doesn't matter if you're going to be outcoached every single game. I keep seeing uh, I keep seeing game plans as far as like who we should draft. I keep seeing game plans of like this is what we need to do. This is what we need to move around. Blah blah blah. As far as like even a little bit in coaching and stuff like that. And in in the coaching aspect, it's just like I see these you know these game plans i'm like that's not gonna fucking happen so wh- why are you wasting your time doing this and and with the player thing and the talent thing and what we're gonna end drafting or whatever moves we make player wise i'm totally with you where i just I, it doesn't fucking matter what we get it doesn't matter who we get it doesn't matter what we do the coaches are fucking this is i mean it's embarrassing truly and and you, you you're so dead on where we're just getting out coached from the jump now it's not even it's not even second half adjustments that we're being out coached it's not even just like it's just it's from the jump it's from the jump you had we had a week to prepare and I, I, we'll get into it <laughs> but um i guess let's uh first let's just start with the um the game recap oh, or maybe i should have just gotten into it there i guess honestly was, i think we just get yeah, into it like if that's the right direction there. that it's naturally taking because my that yeah. is my biggest so issue so we had we had a week to prepare more uh, a little than a more week. yeah a little more than a week <laughs> to prepare days. for this game we had 10 days to get ready we knew i i want to get into knowing we knew that the vikings blitz we knew that was a big part of their game plan was putting pressure on the quarterback and blitzing 
Everyone knew that. Everyone. If you listen to any show, any analyst, and you know where they talk about breaking down every game and trying to tell you, you know, fantasy point games or um, you know, pick them stuff like that. Everyone was telling you, we know what the Vikings are going to do, and here's what it is. So knowing that, and knowing that our offensive line has has for at least the first three to four weeks struggled. Finally got kind of a rhythm going last week, but you still, but you know that, that, you know, they still might need a little bit of extra help, even without all the extra blitzing. You don't get them any extra help. You let them blitz. You look totally, we look totally fucking lost. Fields gets, we end up with a total of five sacks. Fields kept getting hit. I felt like he wasn't able to get into rhythm and get into any sort of, you know, he wasn't feeling, he didn't look comfortable. He didn't look confident. He looked like he was scrambling. He looked like he was just constantly. He was just trying to. He was going back to his bad habits, you know. And uh, I, what does it say about your, about your play calling when the quarterback feels like he has to save your ass on every play, and every play he feels like he has to make something big happen just to keep shit going, you know. I. I don't know. I, I just am also very, in general, I just am very frustrated. This is really frustrating to watch. This is really frustrating to just, I don't know. Getsy needs to be re-examined. And while we might not get rid of Eberflus mid-season, I would not be opposed to a different offensive coordinator stepping up, um, whether that's from within the organization. At this point, honest to God, pick a, pick someone out of the stands. Uh, you hear about the the Purdue kid? that the Purdue kicker missed three field goals Saturday. And then at like halftime, they had a student competition thing. Some <laughs> fucking student from out in the stands came down and hit three fucking field goals. One of them was a 40 yarder. And I'm like, we should do that with the coaching staff at this point. There's a, <laughs> there's a chance just... that you can have some success. <laughs> well, I mean, seriously, man, like anyone with the fucking brainstem and, and, and the moderate, you know, Football IQ would have known could could scheme better than this fucking guy. I would this be guy, very interested like, to what know. What the fuck are you doing? I would be very interested to know what the conversations are like from up in the booth with him. Of like, no, we shouldn't do that. I you know I wonder if people are like telling him, don't do this, or he you know or or does or is he just surrounded by a bunch of yes men you know yeah that, that are not being honest because that's my other issue. It's not no matter what yes. When you're the head of the team and then the head of the offense and the head of the defense and the head of the special teams, ultimately those like plays lie on your shoulders, right? Success, failure, that lies on your shoulders. But you also are surrounded by support staff. And if you're only surrounding yourself with people who have the exact same mindset as you, like you're you're and you're failing consistently, maybe you should take a look around and reevaluate a little bit. Or maybe someone above you should take a look around and reevaluate. Well, it's gotten to that I point to, where absolutely it should. Yeah, I mean, these coaches, specifically, you know, Getsy is shitting the, you know, he's shitting every game down his fucking pants, and some of this is starting to trickle on fucking polls. I'm not totally out on polls yet. This is like the, you know, we're in the rebuild or whatever. I see a lot of people checking out and saying we should get rid of polls too. I'm not quite there yet, but dude, you're starting to get shit on your shoes, dude. Like this is starting to make you look bad, and I'm really starting to question your your capabilities as a and your and your competence as a general manager because this is fucking ridiculous this guy is six games now 
it has has been unable to coach a good game and come up with a scheme. He, I, it didn't I, seem like the scheme was at all designed in Fields' favor again. It's like we took this huge back step, right? From weeks one, two, and three, basically, where we're going, what the fuck are you doing? What is this play call? Um, we were throwing when we should have been running. We were mm. running when we should have been throwing. It seemed like everybody had no idea what was going on. It seemed like everybody was unprepared. 10 days. It's like, wait, did you did you only work the last 2 days? You know, did you did you prepare for the wrong game? I'm very I'm very curious to wonder to be like, "Oh shit, I thought that we were supposed to be preparing for <laughs> I thought it was the Raiders this week." You know? Like what what were you doing? I, and cuz this did not look at all like a game plan for for fields and it did not look at all like a game plan for against the Vikings who blitched 70% of the time. Like 70 fucking percent of the time in the first play that we have, we have five blockers. What are you doing? What are you doing, bro? You don't get, and, and, and that's, a, you know, I, I'll, I'll hear the criticism that that's a little bit on fields. He should have seen that blitz coming, but uh, I don't know. I still think that falls somewhat on Getty too. You know, that that's the first play of the game. And that's what, that's what you come out with knowing that you've had 10 days to repair and knowing that these guys are like big on the blitz. And that's what you come out with. Uh, I don't know. I just can't help but feel again, like I mentioned before, like I, I can't help but feel but that this guy is so lucky and is only in the NFL because he he came from a from a program where where the quarterback was willing to look at him and be like, that's fucking stupid. And he had the and the quarterback had the balls to fucking do something else, you know? Justin Fields he, is not gonna do that. He and is he's failing lucky. left and right. He is failing he's, left and right at putting our playmakers in a position to be successful. He is mm-hmm. failing in facilitating the proper scheme necessary for the talent that they've got. How yeah. do you go? How do you go from it's like he's not DK looking for being the NFC <laughs> offensive player of the week, which hasn't happened for a Chicago Bears since 1999. And and then in one week where your offense is exploding, and then the next week you he's not even targeted until oh my god, was it the second, late in the second? Almost in the third, I think. It, I mean, what are you doing? It's like this guy is looking at. I don't know if he's looking at our roster. Does he know who we have on our fucking team? <laughs> like truly, and I, and and I think he, he's also fortunate that that we have the kind of players that we have, and we have the GM that we have, and the head coach that we have. Because I I feel like other other coaches and part of it, and I think Claypool was the start of it and the end of it. Because there's no one else that'll fucking speak out. And, and start talking shit about him because none of them are like that. And I think he's fortunate that they're not because he should be getting thrown under the bus right now with all this bullshit because most of this is on him. I would say 80 to 90% of this, of, of, of our record and, and where we're at right now is because of him. Well, and if you want to talk true leadership, ultimately, that lands on Iberflus as well because he is the head coach. He is the one that brought these people on. He is the, he, it, it is his responsibility. So Getsy is fucking horseshit. And Iberflus hasn't called it yet. Mm. And that's my other issue. That's one of my biggest issues I've taken. First off, he's a coward. Iberflus. He's a fucking coward. He's a pussy. Um, he is full of shit. Anytime that he talks to the media, like listening to his interviews, it's and then listening to he's the reporters afterwards with their reporting and like when they when they pop on their podcast and stuff, you can tell that they're like, whoa, 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 hang on, time out. What did you just say? Like we have to back that one up because you're not giving us a real answer because you're you're giving us 
different, you know, um, like con conflicting information. Um, you know, so here's one of my questions was, we all know, we all know that white hair was pulled because of the snaps. Mm. To be fair, those snaps have been an issue, whether it's white hair or not. Snapping, yeah. long snaps have not been good regardless. The second we go shotgun, it's been fucking garbage. Yeah. He pulled him for performance issues. He didn't switch him to guard, like pulled him for performance issues. Why wasn't Claypool pulled? Just out of curiosity. Mid-game, why was Claypool never sat? Yeah. Like, so right there, like I have this. I'm like, so you're not going to sit Claypool, who very clearly failed across the board. Was not doing what he should have. Um, but then you're going to sit one of our leaders instead and not just be open about it, not say, look, the snapping wasn't there. And even after we swapped him out, snapping still was an issue. So that's mm -hmm. definitely something we as a team need to work on. But there are multiple reports from some media members that cover the Bears like locally that are saying at, at Hellas Hall and in the practice units that this is an issue, but they're not practicing those. They're, they're like, we're they're not literally working on walking it. and they're not working on it. We're looking for that. So in like the open field area where, you know, you get access to, they're not seeing any of that. Now it could be taking place elsewhere, but where else would it be taking? <laughs> where else would it be taking place? They got also, them in the locker room. So it's clearly not. It's yeah. clearly not taking place. So, um, you know, I just, I, I have a big issue with, with coaches who he's a coward. Yeah, he's a coward. And well, then he he sits there and he tries to be clever. He tries to come up with this bullshit every and you know whenever he's talking to the media and he yeah he's just so obviously full of shit and just out of his element. It's fucking ridiculous. I, and he's not a head coach. It seems like these coaches are the only. It seems like everyone else can see what's going on, what the problems are, what should be done to fix it. Even people like us, like people that aren't fucking in the NFL as head coaches or have never had any sort of like administrative experience in the NFL can can see and know what the problems are with this team but the only ones that don't or the only ones that refuse to fucking acknowledge it are the head coach are are Eberflus and Luke Getze and to an extent Ryan Poles now to be I, fair I don't exactly have like a solution I'm not like this is the guy you need to go get sure this is, I, yeah. this is the girl you need to go get like you know it's not I don't have that but it's very clearly there is a you want to talk about culture culture starts at the top and right now, leadership as a whole is bad. It is poor. There is no, it is cowardly. It's dishonorable. There is nothing here. There's nothing to be redeeming. Up to. Yeah. There's no redeeming qualities in this leadership, in this head coaches, or this offensive coordinator. Uh, tough game. <laughs> tough game to watch. On both sides, honestly, uh, it was kind of a shootout between the uh, kickers for most of the game. Um, which I don't, would you credit that more to the defense or more to the lack of offense? Well, I think it's credit to our defense. Our defense was good for sure, and it's a credit to the defensive scheme and execution of the Vikings. Mm. They didn't need to do a whole lot; they did their jobs. Did you hear? Uh, you know, DJ Moore said. Basically, that they were not prepared for what they saw on the field. In his interview, he was basically like, mm. I didn't that's, hear that. not, that's not, that's not, in, you know, to sort of sum it up, basically, it was like, that's not what we prepared for. 
you know, as far as yeah. coverage is concerned. And they did a good job at hiding coverages was sort of like the key phrase um, in manners that they weren't ready for. That so, But the thing is, it wasn't a lot of new stuff necessarily. Like the Vikings have done this, but there's plenty of game film for this. Like, you know. Yeah. So I think that obviously it seems they didn't to be come like, up with a whole brand new defensive scheme <laughs> you know in out of i don't know where no now bringing in phil snow as the defensive senior analyst the whole point to hear is he's supposed to be um advanced scouting opponents for the defensive coaching staff so he's not running a defense which is great so maybe that will help maybe he can be a, a statistical guy and an analytic guy um and preventing you know, presenting those reports to the coaching staff to maybe make some better decisions with, um, with scheming moving forward. Um, like, oh yeah, yeah. They might run this, but they also hide it as X, Y, and Z, you know, yeah, (laughs) just be prepared for that type of shit. And it seemed like that was not happening. Um, on our side of the ball, I I would say, I mean, I think we got to give credit to the defense. They did very well you look at the second half and the defense mm-hmm. limited the number of first downs for um honestly for a pretty dynamic offense uh from a passing perspective um to just two first downs like they the defense did their job in that second half for sure and ultimately they limited the the score in general as far as what i think they only gave up 12 off 12 offensive points right because yeah there was the, yeah the pick, the, uh, scoop the, and pick score. the scoop and score. Yeah. So they only gave up 12 points. They did their job. Yeah. If they, no, I agree. Just going by what they gave up, we, we could have won, right? Like it would have been 13 to 12. Yeah. Right. Like that's, so they <laughs> positioned us a hundred percent to win. Like they did their job. They did very well considering how many backups we had out there. Um, uh, you know, it was nice to see some guys flying around the field. Finally, it was nice. So I, I want to give credit where credit is due. I don't necessarily know if that was Eberflus or not. Right? I mean, he is running the the defense now fully. Yeah. So at that point, cool, great. Like you're doing a great job as a defensive coordinator with the talent that you have. One of the questions I'd had coming into this was from the defensive side: is we've played shit teams. Now, Washington, I think, is better than what people realize. But even with that, it was kind of like, I didn't know how much of that was our defense, right, in stopping Washington from continuing through. So I'm like, I want to see them against an actual passing team. And that's what the Vikings are. The Vikings don't have a fucking run game. So, you know, (laughs) it's like like we need to watch them against real receivers. Now, granted, we missed out on on, – Jefferson because he went to the IR so yeah but they still have like a solid receiving core so sure um plus you know Cousins say what you want about him Cousins is a seasoned quarterback consistent. who is fairly consistent mm-hmm. especially when it comes to his accuracy and and just his playability right he may lack in certain decision making here and there but ultimately he's miles above most quarterbacks in the NFL sure um, yeah especially when you just take a look at pure stats alone. So it was nice to see the defense out there against a better offense. Um, They were hurting, right? It was an offense that was hurting, obviously, and was fairly one-dimensional. But that's something that we struggled with is like, 
I just want to make sure we don't get carved up, especially considering we're on like second and third string quarterback sometimes. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, the good thing too is that, I mean, we got to see like at least a mostly full secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, and I think they did their job for the most part. Uh, save Brisker, who I think you wanted to uh, talk about a little bit. I have issues with the way Brisker executed in this game. He just seemed hesitant. He seemed like reactionary still. Um, and there were times, especially those big plays, those big third downs where it was stopping the Vikings from getting into position for a field goal. Or it was stopping the Vikings from converting and getting in scoring position in some capacity that he was involved with. And he, he looked lost in coverage. He looked like he did not know where he was going or supposed to be doing, or uh, it, it was just lost. It was just lost. Yeah. I mean, we brought you over to be a leader and to be a, a, really to be a difference maker. And I just am not seeing a difference being made mm. at all. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. at which point I'm like, well, you know, we probably could have got a mid range, which I think we did, but paid them actually mid range, which we did not. Mm. So um, again, that could just be maybe at the lack of consistency in the, defensive scheme right it takes people a while sometimes it takes half a season for it to click with a new scheme but we're at an even newer scheme because we've changed defensive coordinators yeah, like yeah. after three games you know after, so, yeah. so it's yep. like learning a whole nother one yeah um even if it's similar it's still something different exactly exactly and the responsibility and the coverage style and you know it's especially with when you're dealing with the personnel issue right of mm. having to constantly go go to the bench and pull <laughs> yeah. the guy. So. Yeah, rummage for, through your roster for someone to take someone else's spot that's injured. Oh, uh, I I have another issue with Eberflus. The injury with, uh, was it Eddie Jackson who went out and didn't didn't return to the game, but he said could have? Was that who he was talking about? Yeah, he was talking about how Eddie Jackson, they would have brought him back in an emergency and he would have been if they needed him. if they really, really needed him. And I was like, Bitch, we needed him. Like, what are you talking about? If we needed him, yeah. What game were you watching? Yeah. <laughs> I, this guy, what I does mean, emergency dude. mean if they're already losing? I, I just, I don't get. Maybe if someone gets hurt worse, I don't. If they're yeah, if they're backup, I don't fucking know, dude. This guy's a clown, and I was like, man, this guy's fucking. Even but the way that he said it. Like the, when you listen to the way he said it, it almost seemed like it honestly seemed like he was throwing him out of the bus the mm. way that he said it. And I was like, which he's done. That's uh, Eberflus has done that several times. Eberflus is very quick to uh, throw his players under the bus, and but not never directly. Never directly. It's no, always sure. coy. Yeah. And it's always with never, that bullshit. Like, yeah. He'll, but he'll, he'll never, you know, sack up and take responsibility or come out directly and, you know, name someone. It's just this middling fucking pussyfoot and bullshit, which... Yeah, I knew I had a third point. I knew I yeah. had a third point. <laughs> there it is. I was like, there was I'm another one. What fucking it. was it? That's what yeah. it was. Oh, and it's the same injury. Mm. He's dealing with it's an injury. injury. It's the same injury. That's yeah. another issue. It's like, yeah, so it's like why, why is he back? Yeah. Like, he's still <laughs> that was the that. case. Like, I don't know. We'll see if the... Uh, I mean, that's uh, the, the thing that's frustrating for me, too, is that, like, you know, it's hard to assess. You know, are we starting to click? Is the defense starting to mesh together? Is Iberflus figuring it out defensively and doing well? It's, ah, fuck, I don't know. It's one game that we had where the defense started finally looking good. 
we'll see if they can turn it into two games. But I, I think It'll that's be... what's really frustrating about this season so far overall, too, is just every. I just feel like everything's so hard to truly assess outside of the uh, miserable effort put forth by the <laughs> by the. We're Frankensteining the season, man. Like yeah. we can't get a full picture of anything. Yeah, and I think that that also is going to come. Which is bad. Like that. that that's the other issue with fields now. Fear. Yeah. With fields yeah. being out, you know that where they're at right now, they're like, okay, first three games are garbage, but then the second two games, he started turning it around, like yeah. significantly turning it around. And then this game, first off, I'm just going to say it. You look at the first series from the offense and the defense. First thing the defense did when they got on the field, jumped the ball. Mm. Offsides. Like, yeah. So not a great start to either side of the ball, at which point it's like nothing in me at all thought this is going to be a fun game to watch. No, I, yeah. <laughs> from the jump, all. you knew if you could Immediately, I was like, fuck. Yeah. And the fact that they, again, did not pivot. They did not make changes. They did not alter course. Like, Well, it, they did pivot. When we were doing, when we had a good run game going, they pivoted away from what away was Away from the run game. Yeah. So. <laughs> so we went right back to our issue before. And I think that that's my, that's my thing with Fields is you know that they're at this point of evaluation of figuring, is he the future or not? And yeah. and now with this injury, he could be out one to four weeks. Four games, yeah. And so it's like, uh, now we definitely aren't going to get that full, full picture. picture again. Which I at think is worst then, case scenario yeah it's and you know now the nice thing is um obviously pace was out at uh or um sorry (laughs) i said pace (laughs) might as well be fucking pace i think it was polls and warren i believe warren was with Uh him um were out at the notre dame usc game to watch watch caleb Williams Williams get fucking (laughs) exposed have a shit game right (laughs) They had, I think, well, I think it was like five GMs were out there. Yeah. Um, and then ownership of multiple teams, uh, you know, and basically shit the bed. Now, I, if what do we you, want to talk about that at all, I, I, first off, yeah, go ahead. I was going to add, I think it's worth a li- digging a little bit into Caleb Williams. And I, I want to know what your opinions are. Because a- everything that I hear is th- this guy's the next fucking big thing. This guy is a guy that you don't pass up on. This guy will fix everything. This guy is a fucking god. Isaac's drooling Isaac, over here. Uh, yeah. What, what, are you guys, where are you guys sitting here? Like what? From like a scouting Caleb Williams standpoint or what? Yeah, just yeah, overall Caleb Bill. Williams. Yeah. What you got? Um, he is probably the most insane quarterback prospect in a while. Um, but he just has a lot of... <laughs> boneheaded not boneheaded but he makes a lot of throws off platform and stuff like that and i think that's his biggest issue is he off platform throws um maybe goes out of structure too much but the arm talent the improv you know being able to improvise and extend plays he's the best there is in college football right now so i mean you can't deny that he's likened to mahomes for a reason and i will say that it's not it's not unjustified in the reasoning, um, mm. but you know he's really good at USC, and he's really good playing in Southern California. He's really good at that, but he got put on a stage, on a national stage, big lights, nationally televised, against a true top ten team, mm-hmm. and it's and a, a little bit different defense. type football, right? It's a legitimate defense who we're going after it 
Mm. They were going after it. And not just that, they are outsized. This is the like biggest team that they've played this season, especially. Um, and yeah, he's just, he's fantastic. Uh, I will say he's only six, one listed at about six, six one, six one. two he's listed at six one two fifteen and uh you could tell in the game i don't know if you watched any of the game you can tell in the game he was having issues seeing over the o-line and d-line combined mm. yeah. especially the moment that hands went up um which you know that's just going to happen right yeah With the height that's just physics like you can't do anything about yeah, it you so. just can't get past that <laughs> um yeah but i think that it highlighted the importance of needing better competition because he clearly has this natural knack and ability to mm. extend plays in creative ways that are less a fields style of extension and more a Mahomes style of extension of that like what the fuck where did that come from type thing right sure. not oh he spun and ran like you know it's it's he's making people miss it's more than that there's just this element that he's got in a way that is not coachable it's not teachable like it's it's instinct and um he excels at that for sure personally i have issues with any quarterbacks going top 10 usually just because like I look at the teams that are taking top 10 picks. I'm like, bitch, you need more than a quarterback. Right? It doesn't matter. <laughs> what a fucking quarterback quarterback. Away, yeah. Well, well, and that's just it. So he also had issues with um, his protection. Wasn't great. You know, he, he, sure. the whole, the team as a whole got out, just outplayed and out skilled. Out out yeah. And that's, um, that's the thing with USC is I think they're, are you talking about USC? Yeah. Yeah. I think they're overachieving because of Caleb Williams, because mm-hmm. this is only Lincoln Riley's second year. That defense fucking sucks. That O-line sucks as well. And I think they're ranked solely because of Caleb Williams. Putting him on his fucking back and just, you know, he's the only reason they have any shot at being ranked right now. Exactly. And that's what I mean. Like, that's what I mean by Mm. they went against a true top 10 team, you know, like who have just the people that they've played have not been at that caliber at a Notre Dame caliber, you know, at a competitive Notre Dame, right? This isn't Notre Dame in a shit season. This is Notre Dame in like a competitive season. In the running, yeah. um, Great defense. Very, so good. They were so much fun to watch that game too. But yeah, you could tell his protection wasn't great. And I'm like, okay, so you can see if, if you put him in, if he gets drafted, if he were to get drafted by like Andy Reid and Kansas City Chiefs, you know, sure. Yeah, he could be the next Pat Mahomes. If he gets drafted by the fucking Chicago Bears, nope. He'll be the next Rex Grossman. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing is, he'll be I the just, next Justin Fields. I can't imagine having the first overall pick and passing up the opportunity because at that point, I would trade the over, number one pick. I, that's well, you I, know you're going to get so much for it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just like. If you're the Bears. If you're the Bears, yeah. you don't pass. Yeah, if you're the Bears, you pass, I think you you do If pass you're it. the New England Patriots, that's a different story. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. That 100%. Would be a match that's a different story. Right there. I just. So, I just. Yeah, I just to, do you have the, not just the talent, do you have the coaching staff to develop a talent like that? Mm-hmm. Right. Not just the talent around him, but the the talent to help him get better. Well, that's exactly. what I think. That's the other I mean, thing too. I I mean I don't know. I just am always wary of a guy that exceeds in college ball coming. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm always just a little hesitant. I'm sure he is. I I don't I don't know enough to say either way. You know, but whenever people talk about the next 
great guy, you know, coming out of college and then he goes into the, it's like the NFL is a total different. It's a whole nother monster, you know. That's something. His, ever, yeah, go ahead. His game is very translatable, though. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Is um, he's able to work inside structure and outside of structure, so he's very easy. He's going to be very easy to coach. But like Stein said, I mean, it's the system that he gets drafted to. But also, if Ryan Poles is you know drafting for his job at that point, I don't. If he passes up on Caleb Williams and then the offense continues to stagger, I don't think he'll be around much longer after that. You know what I mean? So instead, we'll get we would go after Caleb Williams, bring him into an offense that has no protection for him, an organization like that has no sub mediocre protection for him, with no developmental history of quarterbacks, and what what do we have for him? DJ Moore. Yes, and. <laughs> Colcomet and Colcomet. I mean, yeah, but so he's got a nice check down. That's it. Like, I, I don't. I, yeah. So I mean, I think maybe tight end is the check down. Like, we don't even have a running back as the check down right now. That's healthy, right? Like, yeah. Well, I think it all depends on who they hire as, you know, hypothetically, if Fluce is gone and stuff like that, who they hire to take his spot. If it's an off- offensive mind, like if it's Ben Johnson or something like that, or, you know, someone with an offensive background, then I feel like you have to. But it has to be more than just an offensive background. It has to be someone that also has the recruiting capability to go out and get free agents, to go out and make the trades, like to say, hey, these are the guys that we need to go after and here's who we should give up or what we should give up to get them. And that's, again, not something the Bears do. Mm. I just don't see the Bears in the <clears throat> any other NFL team, you know, sure, if they get the first pick and they can take them. I, yeah, you don't pass off on them probably. Definitely you don't actually. But uh, at the Bears, I, I don't see us in that situation of we have to draft Caleb Williams. He will turn this thing around. I don't Because even that. if we draft him with the understanding that we go into a rebuild, you're going to ask him to go out there and take shots to get reps, being one of the smallest quarterbacks in the league, mm. behind mm. an offensive line that cannot protect him. Mm. I'm sorry, that just doesn't seem... doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make And now, from his point of view as well, I mean, he's openly stated that if it's a shit team that I don't want to play for, I'll just stay in college for another year because he makes six mil a year. And I'm like, no, I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> like go for it, dude. Like I would do at that point and protect your health, you know? Yeah. If you can't, protect because your health that's another issue in the NFL. Like if you have is, a chance, if you have a shot to make it like what, you know, that's the you- other issue is looking at against the game against Notre Dame. That's going to be every single week in the NFL. Mm. And so if anything, it clearly shows that he also has growing to do as well. Yep. Um, you know, and now he did have some really good plays in that game, especially towards the end. I think he, he, like, he caused like like three missed tackles and then whipped this fucking pass like just so tight, right where it needed to be for a score, and it was it was so beautiful. tight. But it was like, you know, it was crazy. But he couldn't do it the entire game. And again, I think lacking, I think that showed more about USC as a whole than it did just him. Mm, that's fair. But yeah. at that point, like that's just it is every single game is going to be like that game for him. Yeah. Yeah. At the NFL level or worse. Because <laughs> worse. Honestly, yeah. it should be yeah. more, like worse. two to three times worse um, as far as coverage and pressure and size yeah. of offensive and defensive linemen in your way. Like, yeah. So not just in your way, but coming at you to hurt you. <laughs> speed. 
speed alone, uh, it's yeah, it is next level. Yeah, you might see two uh, or three of those guys from both those teams combined make it to the NFL, like make it as a starter in the NFL. If that, mm, you know, alone, yeah. Uh, well, I think we can hop off the uh, Caleb Williams train and just <clears throat> hit back a little more on a few things for the offense or just in general for the Bears game. Uh, I think we did. A, we had a really solid run game, especially considering how far we're deep, how deep we are into our roster for runners. I think we did a pretty good job there. Um, some pretty bad turnovers, and then we just couldn't, for whatever reason, finish in the red zone, uh, which is pretty. Up until I think last week, I was seeing stats that Justin Fields was pretty high up there as far as efficiency in the red zone, but just couldn't do it this week. I guess. I think it's also worth mentioning that Fields did get hurt. He was trying to extend the play, and uh, I mean, Man, you already know he, that and play. So then, Ask me how many times I yelled, "Throw the ball!" Yeah, how many? Too <laughs> At many, least probably. Three. Yeah, at least three. Throw yeah, it. he was hanging I on to it. Throw the ball! <laughs> yeah. Uh, but before he got hurt, I mean, he was just going back to his bad habits. I, I, I can't, I won't try to defend him entirely because I don't think it's entirely his fault. But I do think he went back to doing things that uh, I thought he had moved on from. He absolutely had trouble recognizing the blitzes. He was playing hero ball, right? Yeah. The hesitation was there again. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with his reads, but it it just seemed like the progression was something was off. Something was so far off. But you have to think if if you know that they're blitzing, if they're blitzing, or if they're double teaming more, somebody's fucking open somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just a numbers game, a pure numbers game. If they're blitzing at least one other guy and double teaming more, that's two men right off the board. Like you, someone has to be open. And so that was my issue with watching the game live is like, man, it follows the ball. So we're not seeing the receivers. I was like, are the receivers having issues creating space again? Yeah. Cause that was an issue before that was Mm -hmm. the thing that was discussed after week three was that the receivers not being able to create enough space. Like they just weren't, no, quick enough yeah. at least and i think right? too uh even though it might be I, I do also think justin fields had has has had issues too um with i think wanting too much space before he throws it mm-hmm. i think expecting too much you know space between his receivers and the defenders he's but waiting I, for I, them I, to it get definitely like, goes both ways huh oh he's waiting for them to get like ohio state type open exactly yeah. i was just yeah, thinking yeah. that yep. i was just about to say he wants them to be college level open yeah right and and then, yeah. yeah, that's one criticism that's, that I think is valid that he that's a problem that he has had and something that he looks for that he's not always going to find. You're not going to find people open as much as you want them to be in the NFL. So what do you think about Bajant? Uh, I think. Uh, <laughs> is it Bajant? Bajant? How the Bajant. fuck do you say his name? It's Bajant. Bajant. Like agent with a B. Uh, I think well, I'll say it right there. For, I think he's a B agent. <laughs> sure. I think for what he had to work with. I mean, what more can you do? I still think he could have played better, but I mean, he's also, it was his NFL debut. The O-line and, and the scheme did not offer any protection to a quarterback that was back there. He had a bad turnover, like really bad turnovers, underthrew. Overall, it was also great. stated that Overall, he didn't get any reps with the first team this last week. <laughs> 10 days, 10 days and your backup didn't get one rep with the first team. Like, Yikes. What? That's wild. It just That's goes back to coaching. Wild. It goes back to coaching. I, I will tell you exactly what. So I thought he did pretty well. You saw him get rid of the ball quick. That was um, the one thing. I think we we were all we're, talk, we're all talking about it. Just how quick he was able to. I mean, you could tell the difference between him and Fields when he was. I mean, 
agent got the ball and it was just zip out, zip out. You know, it was now you also noticed that the plays were very similar that he was doing that on. Mm. So that's one that is ran consistently in practice. That's one that like he has in the back pocket. If we know we can do this pretty quick, let's get some consistency. Let's get some completions going for him type feel. Right. Yeah. Um, and rely on rely on the receivers and more right who is notorious for yards after catch right that yeah gaining that and trying to position him for a little bit of success that way um so i don't necessarily think that that was so much that he was better than fields as much as no no i think that's exactly what it was designed for (laughs) is just for that yeah yeah what he was doing every day he was like nope this is it Boom, yeah done. don't get me wrong i'm not saying no he was whatsoever. i'm not saying <laughs> he was better than fields yeah by by any stretch of the imagination and i, I well honestly, as far as as far as getting rid of the ball is concerned yeah like that statement sure, has been made sure. by other people as well of yeah. like oh but he got rid of the ball so quickly it's like yeah no that's because it was designed it to was meant to be that, that. Way. there was no sure. question he was not supposed to have <laughs> anywhere else. Yeah. it was just like he's gonna be right there just throw the ball just give it to him yeah there i will say too i did feel like um just in that same kind of vein, I guess. I don't know. I think if Fields hadn't gotten hurt and stayed in, I think he might have. I think we would have had a better shot, and I think he could have put something together. Maybe. I don't know how you feel about that. But I mean, with that, at, looking got at us how a touchdown, he was doing, man. yeah, looking Bajan at agent executed in the red zone. I'm yeah. just throwing that out there. Sure. <laughs> I think yeah. he was five of five on that drive. Yep, five of five for short distance. I want to say it was like twenty yards or something. Mm. <laughs> it was five of five for like fifty six. Was it? So yeah, it was in, okay, it was in the forties or fifties. One of those was a long pass because at one point I think he was like three for three for fifteen or four for four for fifteen or some shit like that. There so. was a he chunk more play to DJ deep. Moore. Yeah, on one of the DJ oh, Moore yeah, made yeah. an insane catch on that too. Yeah. So for me, it was like, okay, first off, undrafted, uh, mm. Division two quarterback, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think you saw that right there yeah you saw that now granted we had fucking nathan peterman sent on the bench so uh, would it have been much better i don't know maybe <laughs> to say. maybe but here's my one question it, it gave us a decent look at Bajan as far as because we had him for a quarter and a half basically yeah um so looking at him though was he has the drive he's i like his pocket awareness seemed pretty decent and mm-hmm. also that he didn't when he was dodging things, yes, the composure was there to the point where it wasn't like something big, dramatic, like swoop over. It was oh, literally yeah. like just a step, step up and under yeah. type thing. It, it just seemed in, yeah, I'll step into smooth. the pocket here. Yeah. yeah. Um, you could tell probably closer to a traditional style quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, he did have a play where he, he ran it, right? And They and, gave him a design run, yeah. And he uh, and he, did, he, he, he did scrambled a couple that. times too. I think. Yeah, Pretty he's good. not as fast and explosive like Fields. When Fields' acceleration is insane. Oh, it's nuts. As far Especially as like, oh size. shit, I'm running. And yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and and Bajans wasn't quite there, but he was quicker than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my one thing, my biggest thing, is those two throws, right? The yeah. first one that um. Oh shit! What's his name? The first one that what's his nuts came back for Scott. I that? think. Yeah. Yeah, Tyler yeah. Scott. Yeah, that yeah, was came back Scott like ten yards to catch. Yeah. And made the catch. And my first thought him, was, you know, like, my first thought was, did that get tipped? And then my second thought was, or was he trying to throw that out of bounds and just was he trying didn't to throw it away? It? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, because that, if, and then you pair that with that last throw for the interception. 
that which was he even admitted that he well. just totally underthrew it like yeah okay so and that that's where i'm like he i want to know what this that. kid's arm strength is because it i'm hoping to god that that wasn't him like trying <laughs> to, to send it yeah and it just does not he just doesn't have you know what i mean because sure. like you're i'm sorry like i'm so sorry you're not gonna be successful but yeah. you, did you hear like eberflus's reason for moving him up no to second string i'm sure so we heard the reports and stuff through the practice squads and through you know training camp and through um uh, preseason games and stuff that they just loved what they were seeing but they loved what they were seeing um uh in like the meetings and in film room and stuff like that and i was like what <laughs> like hang on time out he's great for what? the room he's like, great for the room so because he tell- actually because he because he pays attention and nods along with you you're uh... like Yep, you're second string quarterback rather than like going out and getting a legitimate second string quarterback. Holy shit, dude. So I don't know. For me, I was like, what? Yeah. (laughs) With that, hey, he stepped in, the kid stepped up. Yeah, I didn't think he did bad. He did his best. Um, I don't think he was awful. (laughs) You know, you could definitely tell that I think the moment got a hold of him with that last throw of like, we had time on the clock. You Mm. don't have to go for that shot. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, not not yet. Yeah. Um, just toss it away. I think he did a decent job too of when he had turnovers, uh, putting it behind him and just being like, fuck it. Oh, well shit, dude. No, he chased that dude down too. Like, you know, like I, first off props to DJ Moore for chasing down the interception and, and getting that ball loose, Mm. that ball popped loose on that. And also to pageant for, he was the one on top trying to get the fighting for the ball with the person (laughs) that recovered it. So, I mean, like, he he easily could have just like oh fuck, fuck like, yeah walked yeah. it off and you know like whatever no he stayed in it and he followed yeah. through and he well, he was like so i i appreciated yeah, and that uh, too i'm in on the drives that followed too you know like just coming back in and being like yeah i had a bad you know i had through an interception yeah I, you know i fumbled or whatever but fuck it new one you know fresh fresh set of a uh, fresh drive let's go and i thought that was good to see I will say again, especially from a rookie, like not being positioned to be successful, right? Yeah. If you're not going to give him any reps with the first string, why is he your backup quarterback? Great point. I mean, that's, that's a really good point. You don't have to give him a ton. No. 10. Give him 10. Just be like, <laughs> hey, if worst case scenario, fuck, give him we four. We need to be prepared. Worst case scenario, here's four plays. Here's, and you're going to get one rep with each play with the first string. That's it. Yeah. You know, but just. So you have an idea. It, fuck, it could have been during walkthroughs, man. Like, yeah. Come on. Anything. So again, not positioning, not facilitating the success of your players. Yeah, I've been Big saying, man, it's just it's just a lack of preparation. And then we saw it in the first game, and it just seems to continue on. We're just not prepared, like over and over again. You got any final thoughts on the game? I, I think... Uh, I do want to give a shout out uh, to our, our special teams. I think that they have oh, been... Yeah. Doing a halfway decent job. We got yeah. a blocked kick. That was great. Right? So yeah. that was good. Rasheem Green in there. Um, he also had a blocked field goal uh, against Tampa back in week two. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's, you know, this is his first season with the Bears, and he's definitely um, making it count. definitely come in and made a decent difference off the edge there for yeah. uh, for special teams for for the field goal blocking yeah. so uh field goal and point after block so yeah. um and Kyra, I, Kyra I Santos. Give, yeah go ahead. gotta give gotta give credit to that and then 
you know, that third down efficiency by the Bears defense, this this game was fantastic. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, all in all, I, I, I thought we saw there again, there are some good things to see. It's nice that not everyone's going out there and just being like, nah, fuck it. Like we can't, That's what's we were in yeah. that game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For a while. We were in the game. Yeah. Even, even with Bajan in there, like mm-hmm. we, we were still competing. We finally scored a fucking touchdown. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and like you said too, that scoop and score doesn't happen. That's a totally different game. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's it for the game. This sucks. Losing sucks, man. Watching these coaches do what they do sucks. It's, nice seeing the effort it's nice seeing that there are guys that still aren't giving up you know guys like scott making that kind of effort dj moore still trying our line is still i think doing their best uh it's just uh deontay foreman it's coming in fourth string running back and like chug 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 having chug, chug. a great game i think yeah. yeah absolutely yeah if we just stuck with them i think it also would have been <laughs> a much different game again yeah the run game was there and then it just wasn't Pivoted away from it. All right. Now it is time to move into the NFC North vibe check with Isaac. Vibe check. Turgeon. Isaac Turgeon. It's going to be a short one this this week because (laughs) what happened? Well, we just kind of did half the vibe check. Yeah. Half of it's been done. And then, uh, yeah, the, the Packers had to buy this week. And so it's pretty much just one more game left to cover. I swear to God, if the Packers lose to the Broncos next week, I I'm gonna Bro, have a tough time getting on here. Yeah, that's all the Bears fans have now. Now is just watching the hoping the Packers lose. That's our only bright spots. I feel. I like. get it. It's fun. It's ugly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't, dude. I I am really like my football respect for Aaron Rodgers went up. Because it seems, I mean, just looking what's happening with, I mean, I already mentioned with Luke Getze, but then also with like Matt LaFleur, it seemed like he really made up for a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of what was going well, also, on in the Packers organization. You're forgetting the biggest culprit, Nathaniel Hackett. Mm. Aaron Rodgers single-handedly got Nathaniel Hackett a head coaching job. Yeah. <laughs> and he completely fucking fumbled it. <laughs> so Lions versus Bucks. This is the one game that we have left to cover for the NFC North vibe check. Buccaneers are back in the classic creamsicles, which I I think those uh, those uh, uniforms those are so insane. those are so cool, dude. They go so hard, man. They're fucking sick. I love that color, everything like the logo, the old logo too is really sick. Like it's just really cool. Uh, we were mentioning earlier that uh, it seems like Jared Goff has moved honestly into the category of elite quarterback, and which is uh, it's pretty nuts to see. Him and uh, Amon Ross St. Brown popped off this game. 12 for 124 and 1. You got it? 15 targets. Holy shit. So Amon Ross St. Brown had 12 receptions for 124 yards and one touchdown. And you said, what? 18 targets he had? 15. Oh, 15. That's crazy. But I mean, that was the whole name of the game. I mean, they just relied on Goff to win them that game they only had 40 rushing yards on 22 attempts because mm. david montgomery got injured which he'll be out for a little bit again oh i didn't see that what happened yeah poor money i don't it know ribs yeah ribs ribs that's what it was because it's the same as uh no uh he's ribs and mccaffrey is abdominal or something like that i saw i saw mccaffrey was oblique so mm-hmm. yeah unfortunate 
Um, but um, yeah, they had no run game. Their longest run was eight yards. <laughs> that was by yikes. Craig Reynolds. Um, but yeah, Dan Campbell just said that he pretty much relied on Jared Goff to go win him that game, and he did it. I mean, he was just dicing that defense. Bro, his his interviews are fucking gold. Like listening to the head coach of the Detroit Lions talk, it just <laughs> I was like, how do we not have you? Like that is <laughs> that is like Chicago talk right there. It's just like blunt and just did you see his interview after they made that that pass to the offensive tight end or to offensive tackle, I mean, where I guess he got caught up listening to the crowd and the headset the call came down they were like how about we go with this and he was just kind of like yeah sure whatever and he was like yeah that sounds good but he actually didn't know what he was agreeing to and then he looked up and he saw that they were throwing it to the tackle he's like what the fuck are we doing (laughs) (laughs) that's really funny i'm like this dude is this dude is a riot i I dig him man yeah i I dig him he's a really he's a character for sure Good for you, Detroit. Good for you. Yeah, they've really done it right. They, it's it's uh, it's cool to see them on the on the come up. It's very cool. Give me more. Tell me more about them. Well, it Your looks defense. yeah, it's fucking been playing insane ever since that stinker in week two against Geno Smith. They've just been locked crushing in. It. Their their yeah. rush their rush defense has been second best in the entire league. Um, by from a statistical standpoint but it's kind of hard to i think they might just have the best rush defense um and i think they're just kind of going off of that off of generating pressure and being able to hold the run there's not a lot you can do at that point yo the pressure they put on first off the buccaneers defense puts on good pressure um the Lions put on better pressure and you could tell because it looked like old boy was like Baker Mayfield was fucking lost. I mean, <laughs> some of the, some of the images of him like walking on the sidelines and stuff. Like, I don't, I don't know if he took a hit that no one caught that. Like he looked like he was fucked up. Like he was, <laughs> he was not he in got, a good head got his bell wrong or something. Yeah. And I was like, Holy shit. This is, that, that was, that was very interesting to see. Cause they've had, They've been having a another the Bucks are another one that are like again, people should not discount them or discredit them. I was just because Brady's yeah. not there. They have a they still have a solid team like as a whole. So uh very capable of winning their division. So mm-hmm. like <laughs> um, but seeing them, you know, up against the Lions was it was a good game. Tell it me, was a good game. yeah, I mean, tell me if this is a bad read on my part, but it seemed like if if they could get if the Bucks could get more consistent play out of their wide receivers, they could really easily make like they're that close. And if they could get more consistent play from their wide receivers, they could take that next step and really be a, a threat. Because it, it looked like I mean they kept the game close for most of the game, and I don't think you're wrong. I, I don't know if it's wide, wide receivers though. Because I think the wide receiver core is older. I just was seeing I a think, lot of drops and stuff and a lot of uh, well, I think their depth is really bad. Outside mm-hmm. of the top two, they don't really have anything. Mm. And I mean, that's the big... I mean, Mike Evans... I don't think he's ever gone under 1,000 yards his entire career. Um, which is like one of the only like two or three wide receivers to ever do that in his entire career. 
Um, Chris Godwin, definitely a serviceable, good wide receiver. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then after that, you got like Trey Palmer and stuff like that. And who the fuck is Trey Palmer? <laughs> he's a true number three. I mean, like the slot wide receiver, right? Yeah. Oh, he's a rookie too. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's is he I the one? Is. is he from? Was it Syracuse? No. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember. Nebraska. Thank you. Um, uh, but I mean, I just want to point out like the lions did that without a run game. Like, yeah, (laughs) you know, yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, it's just, I mean, like you guys said, the Buccaneers have a very underrated and good defense. Mm -hmm. And for Jared Goff, just to, in a one dimensional offense like that, just dice him up. Yeah. His commendable i mean that team is fucking it feels like they've been it feels like the games they've been winning have been out of structure so i mean if they can get back on track mm-hmm. i mean That's they're tied, really crazy they're already tied for best you know record in the league with the eagles and niners losses mm. so i mean i i think they've been the most consistently well-rounded team you can tell that they took that loss to the Seahawks, like to heart. Yeah, it was you can tell too. that they absolutely were like, "Fuck this, never again." <laughs> I mean, like almost like Tim Tebow apology, like level, you know, of of like, no, never again. You know, I'm sorry to my fans. I'm sorry to the coaches. I'm sorry to my teammates. Like, never again while that I'm here will this happen. And just like the whole team was like, "Fuck this shit." So, mm. I'm yeah. They definitely seem to have. Not not necessarily a chip as much of a no cracker. Like, we know what we are and we know what we want to do. Mm. We're gonna fucking do it, and no one's taking that away from us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Lions are just fucking good, and it sucks that they're in our division because they're gonna be good. They're they're creating an insane base to work off of. Yeah, I mean, great foundation. I think yeah, foundation was the word I was looking for, and um, yeah, I think it's. I think they're going to be good for a long time because they have got a lot of good. They have a good young core, mm. and uh, they've done it right. They really have. coaching stuff. I'm just I am interested in seeing what happens to the offense if Ben Johnson ends up leaving. Like, I think it'll take a. I think it'll take a very big hit because I think Ben Johnson is. He is. To credit for the unique. An explosive offense. Well, not explosive, but the unique and consistent, consistent. Yeah, um, consistently ex- uh, executes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be interesting to see what happens if he ends up leaving because he could get a very good coaching job. Hmm. Well, for this season, he's there, and for this season, they're really fucking good, and they're seems well. Like- they also seem across the board to all be bought in. Yeah, to the future. I mean, that's a huge thing. So yeah, that's the other thing is I don't know if he yeah. would necessarily even leave yeah. if they haven't won the whole thing. You it know, seems like they've if, been bought in since they were losing. You know, like yes, fourteen games. You know, his first year when they knew it was going into a rebuild, a hundred percent. It felt. It just feels like they were like, "Fuck it, we're doing this, and this is how we're doing it." And everyone's like, "Buy in or get the fuck out." And the ones that are there are absolutely like, no. We started this. We're going to finish it, you know. So I don't know. I would be surprised. It would have to take a pretty big number. But even then, 
just the relationship and the structure and status of Detroit, at least what it seems at face value from our perspective, uh, I wonder if it'd almost be enough to keep him, you know, of being like, look, you know, we can't pay you as much as a head coaching position, but like, but do the, finish this thing with us. Like, look at what we've done. Yeah. yeah like, and I just, I, see I this know. through. Yeah. It would, it would be nice to see like an honorable coach you know, <laughs> yeah. do that and short supply and yeah yeah but anyways there you have it so that's it that's it for the lines for, for lines and bucks and i think that's about it for uh the nfc north vibe check unless uh unless you want to hit a little bit just on how you're feeling about the packers coming back they got the broncos next right i don't know if you yeah, want to hit I on that a little bit or how you feeling I don't feel great if I'm going to keep it a buck. Keep I it mean, a stack. If we can't perform against this, you know, quickly descending Broncos team, then I'm not sure if we're ever going to look serviceable outside of our week one game against the Bears. Because that was our most sound game. And outside of that, it's been up and down. Um, just bad. We haven't we haven't put together a full game, yeah, since then, and it shows. Yeah, I think there's just a lot of inconsistencies. I did. Well, even that. I mean, not to pile on you here, but even week one. I mean, it was. It didn't look pretty. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't anything. You know. That's what I'm saying. It was. Yeah. That's. I'm just pointing to that as our most serviceable Like your high win. point, yeah. Yeah. That's the high point, and that definitely shouldn't be it if you're looking to have success. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Fair. I have been advocating for our defensive coordinator to get fucking shot into the sun, but that doesn't seem to be happening anytime soon. Mm. Um, I did come across a stat, which was pretty interesting. Um it looks like Fangio style defenses where it's you keep a shell and you, you know, get rid of explosive plays and stuff like that have been at an all time low the past few years because teams are just willing to dink and dunk on you. And that's exactly what's been happening. And um, it just, it all depends on if we're going to change anything. And I don't think they will. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think our defense is just going to keep getting, I mean, cause that's how Russell Wilson came back and won in the game against you guys. I mean, it was the quick passes, the dink and dunks. Getting him in a like rhythm. That. Yeah. Taking, taking what the, what the defense is giving you. And that's what it is. And I think that's our biggest, our biggest issue. And I don't have, I was, that's unfortunate too. Team. Cause go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. Good. I was going to say, that's unfortunate too because I feel like those are the most frustrating games to watch when when your defense is giving that up and your your coaching staff doesn't do anything to adjust. And so they ju- the, the other team just marches down the field that on you, you know, 10 yards, 15 yards at a time, just taking those short passes and taking what you're giving them. And it's just like, those are the most frustrating to watch because you're just like, fucking stop them. Like, change something. <laughs> like, stop giving them this cushion. Stop giving them, you know, this... uh mid-range you know short-range passes <laughs> like well i think like that's death, it's like death by a thousand cuts you know it just it, it sucks <laughs> that's what really pisses me off too is because we have insanely talented players on the defensive side of the ball mm. we just don't put them in position to succeed or maximize their talent 
I mean, we have Jair Alexander playing 10, 15 yards off every fucking play. And I'm like, yeah, dude, he's like a top three. He was second team all pro last year. Let him fucking man up the best receiver. That's his fucking job. Yeah. Like, no, you want the linebacker manning up the best receiver. (laughs) One of us. One of us. One of us. One of us. (laughs) It was. I mean, we have. It's. It's really. It's really stale to watch. Yeah. The same shit every single week and just doing nothing about it. And I hope. Know the feeling. If we lose to Denver, it'll fucking, you know, light a fire under their ass and notice that something's wrong and something needs to be fixed. Um, Yeah. Like you said earlier, I think Rodgers was patching up a lot of holes with his playmaking ability. And now. His gargantuan audacity. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he was. You saw it decline last year, but he was still patching up a lot of holes and just you know being able to get shit done. Yeah, and when you have an experience, an inexperienced offense that can't pull shit out of their ass, it it looks pretty stale. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just I'm not confident for next week. Yeah, and that's about it. I hope we can look decent. So the vibe is the Bears are firmly in last place. The Lions are firmly in first place. And the middle is not too pretty. (laughs) But it is between the Vikings and the Packers. (laughs) I think we could easily say that the Lions are very clearly in first place and everyone else is just in some type of last place. (laughs) Is this the biggest one to two um, drop-off in the league in a division? In the whole league right I now, look. yeah, I like know. in from a division standpoint, yeah. Do you mean overall, like one to the next three drop off? Yeah, one to like the second best team. I think the drop off is just so gargantuan in the NFC North. Yeah, it's pretty bad. In no, the I end, don't, I don't see it. Just, no, I think they you're just right. want it more. I think you're right. So that wraps up the NFC North vibe check. So now we are going to go into a week seven preview this upcoming Sunday. Sunday, is it? Yeah. This We're up- certainly not going to be a Monday night game. That. <laughs> this upcoming Sunday, the Chicago Bears will take on the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are on a two-win streak. It's on a two-game win streak, but it looks like, um, it looks like this game is going to be a battle of the backups because Jimmy Garoppolo is doubtful. Justin Fields is also doubtful. He went to the hospital. So Garoppolo ended up yeah. going to the hospital. Have you heard any updates on that? Uh, yeah, no, not know. yet. It was a back injury. That's all I know. Well, that's what they said at first. And then and then he ended up leaving the stadium to go to the hospital. Whoa. So they were like, I, I don't know if they were concerned about like internal ish, like bleeding or something or <laughs> Jesus what. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So it's, it's funny because Brian Hoyer is probably starting for them. Is that what that looks like? Yeah. Which is Brian Hoyer versus Tyson Badgent. The fucking the game that everyone's waiting to see. Everyone's yeah. Everyone's Which is funny because it's kinda like yeah, that's just man. You know what? Honestly, Uh, it'll give us a good look at the rest of the team. You know, like you don't really have to worry about the offenses at that point. It's like, all right, let's take a look at the defense and special teams. Yeah, (laughs) we can assess the defense and see how that's gonna go. Uh I don't know. I don't even know how I want to go about this as far as like even making predictions or giving the breakdown. I mean, we just started like, we're just bad, man. And, and 
I'm going to call it right now. Uh, Bears get the win. You think so? Bears get the win. We get win number two, baby. In Chicago, it's going to be our first home game win in over 384 days. That fucking sucks. It's going to be our first Sunday win in over the same amount of time. I guess by then it would be 391 days, I think it is. Uh, so, God, my heart goes out to the fucking Bears fans that have been paying to go watch the Bears lose. <laughs> this you got to think. Like, That's we just crazy. won on a Thursday. Yeah. And the last game before that that we won was on a Monday. So we haven't won on a Sunday and in Chicago since. That's disgusting. It'll be 390 one day that's you guys have dude. a sunday night game coming up after this week prime time a prime time baby prime time yes give the chicago bears a fucking prime time again against, against justin the chargers yeah. <laughs> justin herbert get right game this sucks it's not like he's yeah. not been getting right no yeah. I, I, the Chargers are hurting that their injuries is but I think that they're just sort of in like a holding pattern right now, basically like a survival mm-hmm. mode until people yeah. get healthy again. So yeah. um, that happens, you know, but they still have talent. Herbert is still fun to watch. Like, yeah, but goddamn. Uh, they just lost. But back to the, uh, uh-huh. I mean, just to, <laughs> again, I don't know. What do you want to do with this game? You're, so you're, you already called the bears are going to win. I'm, I'm telling you, man, the bears yeah. are going to win. Uh, Bears are gonna win. So it's confident. gonna it's gonna like make people are gonna be talking about oh well maybe if Fields does come back you know maybe he shouldn't start maybe we should see what we can do with Badger. I can maybe see that happening. People are so uh, horny to get rid being, of Justin Fields. Also being like you know hey man like look how look Getsy gets it now you know Getsy gets it done you know like I guarantee that we're gonna have some weird shit happen Just where the Bears pull off the win. The head coaches look good all of a sudden. Like, do you remember the last time that would be worst case scenario? The last time that the Bears and Raiders met was Max still with us at the time? No, it was two years ago. It was John Gruden's last game. I don't remember it. You guys feel like something happened. You guys won in Las Vegas, but it was John Gruden's last game. I think he resigned like the day after. Immediately. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could see that. Remember happening. when this he was dude, the shit? This as a is coach. like. <laughs> this game is going to be fucking. Remember ugly. at the beginning Thank God of us doing this, game. and you. <laughs> I was saying, I don't see how it can get worse. <laughs> Buckle up, baby. It's gotten so much worse. I mean, this is truly for me, dude. Like, I just think this is worst case scenario like we suck and we're just unable to really assess and get a true met you know measurement for anything and this is just like i said i just think this is worst case scenario for us the raiders defense has been decent the last few weeks yeah i mean just generating pressure max crosby has just been wrecking offensive lines like usual well pressure is all it takes for our offense to fucking shit the bed and for our offensive coordinator to Shit his pants. So you think Devontae Adams will feel like he has to cook the Bears again? I feel like Devontae like Adams. Brian Hoyer is going to come out and be like, "I need to cook the Bears today." <laughs> Devontae Adams got knocked into fucking. A Yo, gear. that hit though. That was. Fucking I guarantee wild. you, he got up and thought he was playing for the Packers. Because holy <laughs> shit, <laughs> that was... he got wrecked. Yeah, that was that was 
That was wild. So I don't know if he if he's back on planet Earth this week, maybe he'll show up. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. There's like nothing to cover for like Bears Raiders. No, this is like, just yeah. It's two backups going uh, at each other. Yeah. It's at this point, great. it's going to just... come down to who can actually execute something, and that's it. That's it. That's fucking. Who can actually it. put a serviceable game together? <laughs> I said and as though I had something else, and I thought I did, and I thought maybe it'll come to me. In the moment, and it, said, it did not. Who can put something to get? Who can execute something? <laughs> who can get the ball from the center's hands to the quarterback's hands? Who can successfully snap hands? the ball <laughs> and get it to a receiver? I do have. I am. Fucking I am hell. hoping right. that for this next one, that we get rid of the shotgun if we need to, if we can't get the snap. Yeah, down just fucking stop doing. You're it. causing so <laughs> yeah. many issues by like moving the quarterback's eyes off the field for even that moment. That extra like I think it's significant. Extra half second yeah, is costing it fucks us with the timing of everything. And so it's just like, oh my god! And we can't get because by right. the time they they get it and bring it back in, it's like, oh, the uh, the line has already it has shifted. happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping with that. I think if they get that locked down and buckle up a couple things, we might actually be able to like fight for this game. Yeah. So, get we'll it see. right or don't do it at all. You know, as far as the yeah. shotgun snap goes. All right, then That's all that wraps it up. So now we move into the section of the podcast where we share it's things. Sex. <laughs> you said section and you put it like a big emphasis on the section. section part, so. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> you doing all right, Omar? <laughs> well, you know what I got on my mind? Just fucking fucking Sean, I know. Yeah. Uh, I know. <laughs> Stein, what do you got for the people? Man, what do I got? Pray, 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 pray. I don't even believe pray. Pray for strength. <laughs> pray for strength. Lord bear me strength. Um can prayers no. fix this? No. Can can prayers fix this? No, you're right. It's it's unfixable, and I don't care like how many gods you biblically, pray to. It does not matter at this point. It doesn't matter what deity. It doesn't matter. Biblically, like, the way you fix this is you go into the temple with a fucking whip and just start flipping tables and hitting people. That's how you fix. No, this. you can't say that. Most of our team is. You can't do that. Yeah, uh, uh-uh. you can't. You can't talk about going in there with a whip like that. Oh, I was going to go the circumcision right. route, but you know, I was going like Old Testament. Well, I was, all right. Someone's didn't, getting snipped. Didn't That's think that one all the way through. I guess. Um, Stein, what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> She's just fucking dogging right now, man. Oh, oh man, I love it. I love uh, it. I'm here. Be for sure it. to check out my other podcast. This, by the way, this is me like toned down compared to the other podcast. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> chick flicks it. with dicks, flicks is spelled with an X. Uh, you can find us on any platform that you listen to podcasts on. And if you don't, hit me up. Let me know because I need to put it on there. Um, and then uh, Jim Heroes. Real Gym Heroes on Instagram. Uh, DM me anytime. Uh, still working on getting some content out for the social media side of things, but I really don't give a shit about social media. So yeah. um, I, I prefer <laughs> dealing with uh, one-on-one. So yeah, that's what I got. You? Very cool. Uh, what do I got? Fuck uh, you, Isaac. You- <laughs> yeah let's let isaac go isaac we'll missed let omar last week. Rap it. yeah isaac missed last week so we'll let him go second um instagram isaac e-y-e-z-e-c-k i keep all my projects updated on there and i do have music dropping this week so Ooh, let's go oh, fuck yeah updated on there very we'll cool. share it on the page dude very cool very cool uh, omar if you want to find me, you can find me on Instagram at 
O-H-M-A-R, Daniel. Uh, I am working on some stuff too, and we'll hopefully have it out soon. Uh, if you want to listen to my music, it's on anywhere you listen to music. Just my regular name, Omar Daniel. Um, no H. Uh, guys, and for the podcast, if you want to follow us on TikTok and Instagram, we are at the Bear Claw Pod on both of those. If you want to send us an email about anything, if you want to vent your frustrations, if you want to give us criticisms or praises, you can do that and send an email to bearclawpodcontact at gmail.com. Please, please, please rate and review us. Share us with your friends. We appreciate you if you are listening. Thank you very, very much. Thank you, Stein, for being here. Isaac, also thank you for being here. Isaac is being a trooper. He is currently sick right now, but still he pushes through like a true Midwesterner. Uh, thanks guys. We'll, uh, catch you next week. You know, like, like we have been, you know, within a couple of days of, of, uh, of the game. But, uh, until then, you know, chin up, bear down, fucking keep on keeping on. And we will see you next time on the bear claw pod. Deuces.